And we are back. We got a two-game slate here on Friday. We're going to be breaking down some preseason NBA. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. Uh, like I said, we're talking about the NBA preseason slate in this video. Uh, also, make content for NFL Day, DFS, uh, and then player prop sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Parlay Play, they're the sponsor. If you guys are not on it, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Uh, but you can win up to 75x your money player prop site, and they offer every sport basically that you can think of. So you guys are interested, again, check that out. My best advice, as always, is to get on as many of those sites as possible and then search for value when you are placing your player props. Okay, so before we get into, oh, and, and if you guys are looking for more content for DFS or for player prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. We've got an absolute massive heater of late, and that continued. It continued. So let's recap everything. Let's first go over and talk about player props. So went 17 and four overall on props today. Let's talk about the NBA props. And this is just so, so, so incredibly unlucky too. While we still won money, we, we could have won so, so much more. So uh, nine and two in NBA. Um, one miss on prize picks was Zaire Williams. I would not have touched had we known that Bain, Triple J, and Derrick Rose were all out. But they randomly got rolled out, chalked the Zaire Williams under. And then Donovan Mitchell hooking me on underdog literally cost me over $500. Um, I still profited underdog, went five and one. That was so incredibly tilting, man. If he just goes for three rebounds, I won another $500 more. So uh, nine and two overall there uh, went eight and two in NFL. It was under season after I just saw nothing but overs on, um, on Twitter for a game that, again, the weather was a bit of a concern. So went 17 and four, massive heater there. And then talking DFS. So let's go over it. Um, like I said, this has been the last few days, right? Boom, boom, second the showdown. And then tonight, not even close. And, and this is okay. I just, and I had so, so many people coming from my head from that HN tweet, which is fine, which is fine. Again, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I had just so, so, so many haters coming from me. So I really, I can't imagine, man. I really, and this is not talking to 99% of you that watch this, talking to one, but I just can't imagine how mad they are looking at just dominating every single night. Another takedown, I win by 30 points in high stakes with LaMelo only playing the first half and with Scoot Henderson following out. I would have won the 5K to first big tournament if I didn't get so incredibly unlucky with those two things. Um, so again, the haters, man, I, oh, oh, I can't imagine. Can't imagine again. It's like the Squidward meme. Me sleeping out of the smile on my face. That's going to be me tonight, knowing how mad they are looking at this. Again, this, this, this is me today. They had to look, look at what we've been doing. Just dominating props, taking down every night in DraftKings. Want them to look at it. Uh, a little bit of fun there, but um, yeah, you would, you guys would be surprised too. Uh, just amount of comments on YouTube and uh, Twitter DMs and stuff. What what people say? Like you don't understand the amount of hate that people like that. What I get in the industry, you do not understand. So feels good. Uh, feels good to just completely dominate. And uh, yes, yeah, so going over my uh, NBA DFS lineup. Um, so again, Lamella Ball just randomly plays the first half. Absolutely no reason. Um, just so incredibly unlucky there. Scoot Henderson fouls out. Fouls out. How about a Sewer Thompson? Five fouls in like 10 minutes. How did the faders know he would get in massive foul trouble? Uh, Kyle Kuzma had a decent game. Wiseman. So 
this was I was prioritizing Wiseman as a core play before, and then we got news that he was not starting. And I saw a quote from the Pistons that they might play uh, some beast with the five. So I was really debating what I wanted to do with Wiseman. I ended up still risking it with him just because he's a good point per minute guy. It paid off. Um, I know some people went to Damian Jones, who I thought was a pretty safe value play with him starting. I think he literally went for zero. I think Damian Jones went for zero. So if you play Damian Jones, that was I feel bad for you because that was just. Made no sense, right? Uh, the the Damian Jones game, and then we got literally uh, at lock. We got news of Denver that they were going to play the starters the same, if not less, than last game, and uh, the Memphis news. So that changed a lot. I switched some things around. I went to Gilliard at no ownership. He had a good game. Uh, I want. I told everyone at Patreon I wanted to prioritize once. Uh, once we got the Pistons news, I, I said Wiseman's no longer Purdy, but he's still in play for me. And then I wanted to prioritize one of Jabari Smith or Tari Eason. I went to Jabari Smith. He went for 40. Uh, and then my boy, Shengun, uh, had a massive game, too. I uh, went for 33. So in high stakes, again, I won by 30 points. Um, and then I was 50 points up on third place. Uh, so it was a really, really solid day overall there. And like I said, probably would have won the main slate, too. But scoot foul trouble. Malo only plays the first half. Um, so... That is the recap there. Sorry, guys, I did a dunk on the haters for a couple of minutes there. Feels good, though. Like I said, feels good to do that every once in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, if you're interested, signing up. You've been killing it in the preseason. Props, DFS, all that good stuff. And uh, let's see if we can keep going for this two-game slate. So we'll start off on the Miami side. And while well, Miami is sitting literally everyone. Now, be careful here. Okay, so no Jimmy, no Bam, no Hero, no Lowry, no Hakez. No Martin, no Richardson, no Love. So you might think, oh, there's only what? One, two, three, and no Jovich. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight. You might think, oh, Miami's only have eight guys. Be careful. There's four guys that are not listed in the player pool. Um, and that is, those guys are uh, Champagny, Alondis Williams, Cole Swider, and Sheik Diallo. Those guys are not in the player pool, but they are on the roster. So Miami technically has 12 guys, but I wouldn't expect uh, a lot of those guys to get to get much run. So talking about Miami guys that are playing, well, it will depend on the starting lineup for me, but let's talk it through. So as far as uh, the bigs go, you got Thomas Bryant, 5-1. Orlando Robinson is 4.2K. Jamal Kane is also kind of like a you know, undersized big, like a four. But I expect Bryant and Orlando Robinson mainly split the five minutes. Both are good point per minute guys. I mean, you saw what Thomas Bryant did last game. 15 points, eight boards, two assists, one steal, and one block. And then Orlando Robinson, uh, you know, had solid summer league and, and played even well for the, the regular you know, Miami Heat team in the, in the regular season. So I think both those get bigs look pretty good. Duncan Robinson, I expect him to chuck when he's out there. The one concern I have with Duncan Robinson is he's actually kind of like a part of this Miami Heat regular rotation. So I could see his minutes get limited. Kind of like what we saw with Memphis today. They rest a lot of guys, but um, still a couple guys in the rotation. I believe it was Aldama, I want to say, and Zaire Williams only played the first half. Or maybe it was just maybe it was just Zaire and one other guy. I think Aldama actually might have played a shift in the second half. I forget. But when you have a situation where they're resting a lot of guys, I always get a little bit worried with guys that are actually like part of the, you know, regular rotation so that's my one concern with Duncan Robinson is I can see his minutes get somewhat limited but I expect him to chuck when he's out there um RJ Hampton I would think he starts uh and with that being said I expect him to be uh you know pretty high usage player when he's out there so I like him quite a bit 
Uh, Jamal Kane, we know, you know, can produce at a, at a nice rate. You know, he's had some good games uh, for Miami even in the regular season. So I think he's a pretty good play at 3-4. Uh, Drew Smith, I think, is reasonable. Um, not as excited about a guy like Drew Peterson, who's, you know, relatively score independent. Um, and then, like I said, you have the four guys that are not even listed in the player pool. So we'll keep an eye on the Miami Heat starting lineup, but you definitely need some Heat value on this slate. And, and, and with that being said, salary most likely won't matter. Um, but uh, yeah, got to have some interest for sure in the Miami Heat. I'm talking about the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, last game, Keldon Johnson did not play. His status is to be determined. Um, no Devontae Graham in this game. And then um, Jeremy Sohan is uh, is back. So as far as starting lineups go, it depends on Keldon. If Keldon's out, I think they just go with uh, Trey Jones, Vassell, uh, Sohan, Wembayama, and uh, Zach Collins would be my guess. Uh, Victor Wembayama, um, I mean, he had a really good game in only 20 minutes, uh, or in 19 minutes, 20 points, five boards, two steals, one block. Again, he's just that insane, you know, freaky athletic, guy that can just do everything, block shots, get steals. So yeah, I mean, Wembayama, in my opinion, stands out as one of the best spun-ups in the slate. I really like him. Um, and then as far as the other starters go, I think Zach Collins is probably your next safest bet. Just a you know good fantasy point per minute guy. Uh, again, can get some rebounds, can block some shots. Uh, I like Zach Collins. And then Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, and Jeremy Sohan, I think are all pretty good plays too. Uh, Sohan, if you're factoring in salary, might be the best play. But again, like I said, salary, I don't think will really matter a ton. Uh, like, I'm totally fine leaving a lot of salary on the table on a slate like this. So, uh, mainly looking to the starters. I'll mention a couple backups that I have some interest in. I mentioned Bassey in my last video. He smashed in limited time. Uh, six points, 12 boards, four assists, two blocks in 16 minutes. He's 5K, though. So, like, like he's close enough in price to Zach Collins. Where I have a pretty hard time playing Bassey over Collins. And then you got Branham and Wesley. That should play some decent minutes on the bench. Both are fair plays, but... I think I prefer the Spurs starters. I probably would just prefer the Miami Heat value too. Chetty will get some run of the backup unit too. I think he's okay. Uh, Champagne most likely moves back to the bench. Um, and I think Mamukla Shvaley most likely will play the third string center. So probably not enough run for me to get to him. Let's talk about Golden State. So no Draymond Green in this game and Jonathan Kaminga is questionable. Now in the first preseason game, they only play the starters a half. We don't know exactly what's happening with Golden State yet. If I had to guess, I would say the starters do play one shift in the second half unless we hear otherwise. So starters will be Steph, Clay, uh, or Steph, Chris Paul, Clay, Wiggins, and Looney. So, um, yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, clearly the top play in Golden State. Uh, I don't think we had to spend a ton of time there. As far as the secondary plays here, Paul, 7-8, Thompson, 7-6, Wiggins, 6-6. I will say of these three, Paul probably has the highest floor just because he's going to have the ball in his hands a decent amount. Um, Thompson and Wiggins, both those guys do have a ceiling with a knocking on the shots. And then I think Looney's a pretty good play too, especially if he plays in the second half. Without Draymond Green in the lineup, his rebounding numbers do go up. Um, so yeah, the the starting five, I obviously like for Golden State. And then uh, the backups, the guys that are the most interesting, assuming he plays, would be Kaminga. Again, he absolutely smashed last game. Moses Moody. And then Rookie, again, I've been pronouncing his name wrong. I want to learn it's Pojemski. I didn't know it was Pojemski. So uh, Brandon Pojemski is, is how you pronounce, uh, his name. So I think he, I want to say, yeah, 26 minutes, 11.6 boards, uh, four assists now, outside of the starters plus those three, uh, bench guys for golden state. 
I don't know if I get to anyone else. Well, let me just bring up. I'm curious to see if, if anyone else really saw Salamets. I will say if Kaminga is out, I could see Dario Sarge get extended a little bit. I think he could be a little bit sneaky. I don't expect him to play huge minutes, but Sarge should be productive when he's on the court. So um, I would have a little bit of interest in a guy like Dario Sarge if there's no Kaminga. But yeah, like Jackson Davis, uh, I think he played like 15 minutes. Now my phone's being low for some reason. I just said I've been on it all day with uh, the NBA preseason. That's that's the grind for you. Um, hold on. Who did they play? Was it Sunday? Saturday. So it's been a, it's been a while since they played. So yeah, outside, again, Kaminga played 24 minutes. Uh, Moody played 24 minutes. Uh, Poe Gem... Wait. Poe, yeah, Poe Jemski played 26 minutes. Outside of that, it was pretty spread out. Uh, Jackson Davis played 15. Sarge played 15. So, yeah, I would say mainly the interest in the starters and those backups uh, that I mentioned. And finally, the Lakers. So the Lakers, they sat a lot of guys last game. I assume that we're going to get run here from the Lakers main guys in this game. Them resting, I guess you never know. Um, and if I had to guess, I would say you do get one shift in the third quarter for LeBron and AD. Again, that's just a guess. This is what, game number four now? Four or five for the Lakers. So they don't have many games left in the preseason. Um, I think there's a decent chance that LeBron and AD play into the second half. If they do, obviously both of them look really, really good. And this slate would kind of set up for that stars and scrubs build where you're jamming stars in and then you're playing like heat value and maybe some backup value from a couple other teams that we talked about. So Again, with the Lakers, assuming everyone is in, it's AD and it's LeBron for me. And I like them both quite a bit. Uh, the guys in the mid-range would kind of just be secondary plays for me, like D'Lo, Wood, Reeves, Rui, assuming, again, they all play. And then I would have a pretty hard time playing Lakers value if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are in. Now, if we get a similar situation to last game, where they rest a lot of guys, then that changes things. Then I'm pretty high in D'Lo and Wood, who would kind of run the show offensively. Rui Hashimura as well. Um, you know, Torian Prince had a really big game last game. I'll let the fish chase that. We know what Torian Prince is. He's a three and D guy. He's a solid role player in the NBA, but what he did last game was an outlier performance. So I would rather go to higher usage guys like D'Lo and Wood and Ruby Hashimura. Um, and then even guys like Christian Huchifino, I think would be interesting options if, if all these guys rest again, the Lakers, it really depends on what, what they do. Um, hopefully we do get some clarity on minutes, but I will say if LeBron and AD are in, I'll, I'll say it's about 50-50 they play in the second half, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about in this video. I know it's a shorter one, only two games, but so that'll do it, guys. Thanks again for watching. As always, really do appreciate the support. Uh, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, and we'll see you guys all in the next one.